0: Yeah, doesn't that get you going? Hey, VBS is for everybody. It's for the kids to come and partake, and it's for all of you that are adults and older than that want to partake that way, for uh, you to help out and make things happen. All right? To volunteer. And maybe you say, oh, yeah, I can only volunteer a couple days. That's all right. They need some help, and they can uh, fit you in if you're willing to do that. So you can contact them and, and the Children's Ministry, and they'll help you do that. Next week... We begin our uh, new service schedule, and we have 9.30 in the sanctuary, and it will be 11 o'clock higher ground service. There will not be an 11 o'clock service in the sanctuary, so that will begin next week. Uh, We want to welcome you. If you're a guest here, there's information in your worship folder, and you can tear off the perforated sheet and fill that out, put that in the offering plate so we can learn more about you. There is also... A ministry Information Center out in the gathering area. We can pick up some pamphlets about First Church. At this time, we're going to ask uh, Jim Schooneman to come up. He is the advisory council chairperson and has some information to share with you. Thank you, y'all. You um, today is an exciting day
1: in First Church. Today we're having our annual business meeting. which started promptly this morning at 8.45 a.m. Thank you all for being there. <laughs> You're the three of us had a great meeting uh, Actually, it's just to start it And today is actually the vote of what's going on in the history of our church And it's actually an exciting day You think of business meeting, and Pastor Rick pointed this out in the first service That you think of business meetings as being pretty boring But actually when you think about it, what we're voting about today is our annual budget 2007-2008 of $1,661,700 of which 10% of that goes to missions and being Faith Promise Sunday that's an important number 160,000 plus of our annual budget goes directly into our missions so we want you to remember that it's an exciting time if you are a registered voter here at First Church we ask you to vote there'll be some people at the tables out in the gathering area after this service And if you're not a registered voter and you'd like to be in the voting list, you can register at this time. You will not be able to vote in this election, but in upcoming elections, you will be able to vote. There's five items on the ballot today that we need to vote for. The first one is for the 2007-2008 budget. The second item is to ratify three members to the Advisory Council. The third item is to ratify one candidate for the Nominating Committee. The fourth item is to ratify two candidates to the Endowment Board. One for a three-year term and one for a four-year term. and the fifth one is to approve some adjustments and articles, or to the articles of the incorporation and the bylaws. So please take a few minutes after the service today and place your ballot.
0: Thank you. Thank you. At this time, we're going to ask Dr. Prudy Barrett to come forward, along with Craig and Judy Nitz. To tell us more about uh, missions, specifically Paraguay.
2: Good morning. Um, I'm getting kind of used to this now, so I'm not quite so nervous. But um, as many of you know, a year ago, uh, 50, about 50 people from our congregation went to Paraguay on a very special project. And Craig and Judy were part of that team. And I will would like to ask Craig exactly what he did and what was accomplished.
3: Um. The reason I went is I went down with a group of people to help build a church in Bay of Vista. Yeah.
4: <laughs> a lot. Um, I went down with a medical team, um, Dr. Barrett, two nurses, and there were three or four of us that went down and went to different little communities around the Bay of Vista area and distributed um, health kits, hygiene kits. And...
2: You know, we saw the slides, the pictures of the church being built. I know that you all have a lot of memories about the trip, some really cool ones. I know that you met um, the little boy that you um, support through Children of Promise, right? And you've corresponded with him subsequent to that. Anyway, what do you think your this trip, this congregation, meant to the congregation and the people of Paraguay?
3: Um... After going there and experiencing the love those people have, I mean they they just welcomed up with open arms and and working with them the the relationships that you build between people, the people of this congregation that I worked with and the people in paraguay and and you leave with just a bigger blessing than than what they feel they got from us, I think
4: Well, basically, I think that. We, we get emails occasionally from the Curlies, and the Curlies are a big part of the Bay of Vista area, First Church of God, and they emailed us that they are so grateful for everything we do for them, the physical work, the monetary contributions, and also our prayers. It means so much to them, so keep praying. Um,
2: Jim alluded to the missions budget and today is Faith Promise Sunday. Um, I'm on the missions team, and one of the things that wasn't mentioned is that the 10 percent tithing that goes from our budget to missions is pretty much committed through the years so faith promise funds are what allow us to do these extra projects um, and to help support young people when they want to go out on missions um, what what would the how effective would your team have been had you not had the faith promise backing and the backing of this congregation, Craig? Uh,
3: no effect at all. I mean, it would have been a it would have been a trip where we just went and had a pleasure trip because without the faith promise offering and and the first church people here, you supply the mortar and the bricks and everything that goes to build that church, and we're the laborers down there to put it all together.
4: And we originally started out when, when we realized we were going as a medical team, we tried to get. We we basically wanted about 300 hygiene kits, and because of you people, and what you did, we took 600 or close to 600 anyway. Thank you. (laughs) Without you, every single one of you, every every kit we gave out was part of this church. Somebody donated. And I want to thank you a lot. Um, obviously, the people of Paraguay's
2: lives were changed. Um, how do you feel that it's personally affected you?
3: Just in the the relationships and, and seeing how much we have. I mean, they have so little and they're so happy. And we have so much. And you go there and you just... It, I felt almost ashamed that I'm blessed so much with what I have compared to what they have and they are such a happy people. It was just a a wonderful experience. The church that that was built down there, I I can't help but uh, think of the movie Field of Dreams and if you build it they will come and That day we celebrated at the end, that whole church was filled and there were people outside the windows and the doorways praising God. And it was just, it was an awesome experience.
4: Well, for me, the way I feel now, it brings I Am First Church into a whole new perspective for me. I am so proud to be part of this congregation and so proud of you for all you've done to help us
2: You know, there um, is another hungry trip coming up, another Paraguay trip, and I'm sure that over the next year or two, there'll be lots of other opportunities for people in this congregation to take part in missions. I know that you were nervous before you went a little bit. I'm just wondering what advice you would give to anyone who's given the option of doing something like that.
3: If the opportunity ever comes to you, I encourage you to say yes and go. You, you'll never be blessed more than to go on a trip where you can give up yourself because you will come back blessed ten times more than when you went.
4: If, if holding you back is possibly that you're not skilled at what they're doing, don't worry about it. There are enough skilled people to tell you what to do, and they will. <laughs> Mr. Eric. <laughs> and... Um, God enables you. I, I can't explain it any other way. You go, you fall into it, and all of a sudden you're doing things. I wired um, things for, for light fixtures, I'm, and I don't even know why electricity comes through when I turn on a switch. So uh, it's if you have the opportunity, you don't worry about your skills. There are skilled people there that will show you what to do, and. And God will enable you to do the rest. And I trusted her to be my pharmacist, and she filled (laughs) about 700
2: prescriptions, so um, that's that's true. But um, if you could sum up this experience in one sentence, what would it be?
3: It would be the church that love built.
2: Yeah. Um... They were able to go, 50 other people were able to go, but you all really were the momentum behind it, as I said last week. Um, Faith Promise is really important. Without the support of Faith Promise, we couldn't do projects like this or touch many of the lives that we do. But the people of this congregation's lives were touched as well. The families and the the individuals that went to Paraguay will never be the same.
0: this time, if you haven't met him, I'd like to introduce to you uh, Ryan Chasson. This is Ryan. Comes to us from Florida. And uh, he's an intern for this summer for till August, is it? Yes. Tell us a little bit about what you wanted to experience here at First Church. Hmm. Well, uh, I've
5: heard that Chris and Randy are amazing people. They have amazing ministries. And I just really wanted to just learn, I guess, as much as I
0: can before I have to go home. Okay. Well, we're glad that Ryan's here. He's uh, been great to work with so far. We've given him a week and he's passed, so we'll keep him on. And uh, so, anyway, I just wanted to introduce you to him. So, if you see him, um, you know, greet him and, uh, and anything he can help you with, he'd be happy to do that. So, thanks, Ryan. At this time. we would ask that you would uh, stand and greet those around you.
5: Would you pray with me? Hey God, we just want to tell you that we love you. Father, we thank you for letting us come into this place and just worship you and just have fun. Lord, we pray right now that, that you will be in this place. That, Father, that you will bless us God, we thank you so much for for just for blessing us in all the many ways that you have. But, Lord, I pray that in return, I pray, God, that we will bless you. I pray, Lord, that the stuff that we do in here will not just stay in here, God, but we will be able to take it out on the streets and to our work and to our homes. God, let us bless you. Father, we pray for all the prayer concerns that are in the bulletin, Lord. We pray your hand of healing upon them. God, we just thank you and we praise you and we love you. It's your name, we pray, Amen. The ushers, please come forward. Father God, we just pray right now that you will bless us, bless the tithe and offerings, Lord. Use it in whatever way that you see fit. It's your name, we pray, Amen.
6: What a great worship experience. It's marvelous to know the Lord and be able to serve Him and worship together with His people. It's exciting to be in the family of God on a Sunday morning and worship Him together. Um, I was just thinking about what an exciting congregation this is and what a privilege it is to be a part of this congregation. And I, before I forget it, I want to let you know that Pastor Bob Moss, who was our pastor here for so many years, uh, is in Lebanon this week. He's preaching at uh, Mediterranean Bible College where they're dedicating the new chapel there that we helped, uh, gave a great deal of money to help to build. And so be praying for Pastor Bob and all the people of Lebanon, but past, especially for them this week as he's in Lebanon. It's a dangerous place to be, as you know. But uh, he still wanted to be there even though it's kind of a difficult place. And so that's a part of the ministry of this congregation. This is Faith Promise Sunday. It's an exciting Sunday to think about all that God is going to do in the week to come. It's also exciting because of the business meeting. Now I know you thought, "Oh no, business meetings are boring." It's not true. Business meetings in the Kingdom of God are exciting things to be a part of. Uh, you probably heard, Pastor, am I not working? Am oh, I? Okay, I'm not connected right some way. This better? Okay, you you guys have to yell at me. I didn't look up. He I didn't. He was up there waving like this, and I thought something must be going on up there. You know, you that or John's getting excited. One or the other. <laughs> that happens too, doesn't it, John? Okay, but um, try to remember where I was here now. <laughs> but I was thinking about our congregation in the business meeting, uh, and Jim mentioned that. We're, we need you to vote on the budget, a six dollars And that's an exciting thing to think about because that budget represents huge amounts of ministry that goes on in this building and in this community and in this state and nation and literally around the world. When you give to this congregation, you literally are giving to the kingdom of God around the world. You know, we teach that you should tithe your offering because that's what the Bible teaches, or you should tithe your income. And because we really believe that's a biblical principle, we also, as a congregation, tithe. So every time you give a dollar to this church or our general fund, 10% of that or 10 cents of that dollar goes out to some form of missions. It may be local missions like um, Harbor Habitat for Humanity or Uh, There are all sorts of local missions that we're a part of. Or it could be state missions, or it could be youth camp at Warner Camp, where so many of our kids go. Uh, It could be to uh, missions around the world where our Church of God missionaries go out. You know, the Church of God started in about 1880 or 81. And within 10 years, we had sent the first missionaries to Mexico. Simply because God laid it on someone's heart to go there and preach the gospel. And from the very beginning, from the very beginning, when our people as missionaries go out to preach the gospel and share their faith, what they do is teach them to be self-propagating Christians. So that it's not just a matter of hearing the gospel and drinking it in. It's allowing it to transform their lives so they too become disciples of Christ who are reaching out to others. And so literally, the gospel explodes when it happens the way God means for it to happen. And so when you give to this church, that means a a dime of every dollar you give goes to missions. And so that seems, well, a dime, that's not very much. But when you multiply that by a million, six hundred and almost seventy thousand dollars, that's a hundred and sixty-seven thousand dollars to missions. And we're going to talk about that a little bit later. But first of all, I want you to think with me about why we do this. And the title for the message today is, Go Make Disciples. And those are the words of the Lord Jesus Christ himself, taken from Matthew 28. And I want us to think about that this morning, that the primary purpose and reason for our existence is to go make disciples. And so I'd like for you to stand with me, and I want you to read those words with me. Matthew sixteen or Matthew 28, 16 through 20. And it's there on the screen in larger words so you can read it. Or you can can read in your Bible if you'd like to. But let's read that together. Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Thank you. You may be seated. Those are powerful words. They are words that have literally... Inflame the hearts of the people of God down through the ages because what we hear is not Jesus talking to the eleven disciples but we hear him talking to you and to me he is saying go and make disciples of all the nations teaching them to obey all that I've commanded you and so he's saying that every one of us is responsible to do that and not just responsible but that it's our joyful privilege We don't just stand on the sidelines and watch God do wonderful things. We do that, and that's great. But we also get to be involved in what God is doing, and that's the exciting part of it. So at First Church of God, we take the Great Commission seriously. If you want to fill out the little blanks in there, that's what the blank is there, seriously. We take the Great Commission seriously. Everything that we do is centered around sharing the gospel in such a way that it either strengthens Christians or ministers to the needs of either Christians or non-Christians, people in the world, or helps them to know the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. And so we go to church to make disciples. Everything that we do in this building somehow or another centers around the concept of making disciples. We want people to know Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord of their lives, whether we're talking about Our nursery, where we got these little tiny babies in there. And some people think, well, that's not ministry. That's just taking care of babies. That's ministry. Because when you love those children, before they're even aware they're in church, they're learning that this is a place where they're loved. And so when the love of those caregivers in the nursery takes such good care of them and their parents know they can relax and enjoy the service and not have to worry about it. That's huge, and that's a way of making disciples. So everything from that to the senior citizens ministry and everything between—all that we do—we go to church to make disciples. Now that's not the only reason. We also come to worship God. That's our primary purpose as disciples. That these are things that we do to worship the Lord. We also go home to make disciples because the primary purpose that we have as parents and grandparents is to share our faith with our children and grandchildren help them also to get to know the Lord what a marvelous thing it is when you see your children and grandchildren going up in the faith Carol and I had the privilege yesterday of being at our granddaughter's graduation down uh, near Anderson Indiana and she gave a speech and she talked about the joy of the Lord and she's one of these kind of bubbly persons that always has a beautiful smile and so she really lives that out And it was such a blessing to us to be the grandparents and to know that our daughter and son-in-law actually were even better parents than we were. They passed on their faith, and we had the privilege of being a part of that. It's just a wonderful thing. Uh, Now, that's not always the case. Sometimes our children don't know the Lord, and so we just keep praying for them. And it may be also that you're a young person or even an older person whose parents don't know the Lord. And so sometimes we go home to make disciples by sharing with our parents. And you can't force them into it, you can't make them do it, but you can pray for them, you can love them, you can be Christ-like, and all that you do, you can lead your parents also to know the Lord. And so we go home to make disciples, we go into the community to make disciples, when we go into the neighborhoods into the grocery stores and the business places of the community. We go to our jobs to make disciples. Everywhere we go, everything we do, we are living out the gospel of Christ by being a Christ-like people in whatever situation we're in. And that's the most powerful impact we can have in making disciples. Because the greatest advertisement to become a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ is to see a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ, when people see you living like Jesus and they wonder, How in the world can they be this kind of person, and they discover it 's because Jesus lives in my heart they 're attracted to him, and so just living it makes a huge difference. We also go on mission trips to make disciples. I think you 've already heard today um, Prudy Barrett Nelson interviewing Craig and Judy Nitz about their trip to Paraguay. And uh, you know that the people who came back from Paraguay, uh, Mike and many others, are just came back excited because they were involved in what God was doing. It was a special thing. And so that's one of the things that we do to make disciples. But primarily, our primary method is not mission trips or church or any of those things. Our primary method is to live out the gospel of Jesus Christ wherever we are. To live like Christ wherever we are. That's our primary method to make disciples is to just live it, as I shared earlier. Whatever we do, wherever we go. First, we try to live godly lives, as I've talked about. We recognize that Scripture is our guide for daily living and we depend on it. And we teach it and we live it out as our guide for living. These are so important that we do those things. And we try to help others also to come to know the Lord Jesus Christ and become disciples themselves. Such an exciting thing to be able to be a part of what God is doing. But also it's important to understand that not everybody can go on a mission trip. Uh, For one thing, it'd be too crowded. We've got 16 of us that are going to Hungary in August, and we're going to be building an apartment in the upper floors of the church. And if we had 150 people went, we couldn't get them all in. We'd get in each other's way. And so you can't all go. But you can all go with your faith promise offerings and your tithes. And so as we give to others through faith promise offerings, uh, uh, offerings, and through the tithes that we give, you're able to go on a mission trip. And so we can't go in person, but we go with our tithes and our faith promise offerings and with our prayers. Even as I've asked you to pray for Pastor Bob Moss, I also ask you to pray every time uh, our, our missionaries from our church go out on these mission trips. I hope you're praying for them all the time they're gone, for safety and for protection and also for the anointing of God on the work that they do because they go invigorated by your prayers. Well, I want to spend a little time talking about all the wonderful work that you do as a congregation. We are a marvelous congregation and while I'm talking about it, you're going to see some flags coming through and people are going to be sharing just by walking through and carrying flags and these will tell you about some of the places that we share the gospel and it really just represents a few of them because we literally The ministry of this church goes around the globe, literally around the globe. But first of all, I've already talked briefly, so I won't say too much about it, but the general fund that comes to about $1,670,000, 10% of that goes to missions. So that's over $160,000 that goes towards missions. Congregational tithes and offerings. We know the Bible teaches that uh, we're to give to God a tithe of our income as a way to worship Him and to show that we trust Him and we love Him. And so even as we ask congregational members to tithe, and that's where most of this uh, $1.6 million comes from, tithes and offerings, then we as a congregation also tithe our income. And so 10% of what we give goes, and that comes to about $160,000. $160,000. This year, this congregation, voluntarily and without any kind of commitment card, gave through Christ's birthday offering at Christmas and Easter missions offering at Easter, gave $46,000 to missions uh, events just through that. Isn't that amazing? The, the 30000 plus to Christ's birthday offering went to literally around the world missions through Church of God Ministries and the better than 15,000 that you gave for uh, Easter missions offering will go to s- to sponsor the work camp in Hungary and we're still needing a little more money on that so if you have more you'd like to give we're, you're welcome to give it and then there are special offerings that every once in a while we'll have someone come that shares a, a missionary like we had uh, a young fellow from Jews for Jesus we've had the, the um, uh, Salvation Army band that was here and uh, the I'm just estimating that the offerings that are given like this in a year's time come to about $10,000. My guess is that's way low, that you really give more than that. And then Faith Promise, $81,000 budget. Uh, t- tell the flag people to come right on through so we can see what's going on. Come on through, hi, uh, Diane. We We really need to to give a a word of appreciation to these folks. Uh, Diane's been in three services today leading the flags. And we appreciate Diane. She's one of the leaders in our missions team. And really, uh, they're a missionary family. And these flags just represent a part of what we do throughout the world. But literally, the sun never sets on the ministry of First Church of God. And so the faith promise offerings... I want to share this with you. When we were talking about our budget for this year, last year I think it was seventy-seven thousand or seventy-six, something like that. And as we talked about this, we said, "Well, you know, we were just kind of talking. We don't have a senior pastor. This is kind of an unusual time. Maybe we should just stay with the same thing we had last year." Well, we said that for Easter missions offering, we only budgeted twenty-five for Easter missions, and you gave over thirty thousand. So. Uh, Lynn Minzinger said, that would be an insult to our congregation. If they're giving that much and we don't challenge them to give more, that'd be an insult. We've got to do more than that. (laughs) And so we all laughed and we all agreed. And so we set the budget at $81,000. But uh, Prudy Nelson, who is the chair of our committee, asked me to remind you because I didn't do it in the last service. She said, Rick, you need to let them know that that's just a budget. And if they give $90,000 or 100000 or $200,000, we will spend it all on missions. There's lots that needs to be done. So you decide what we do there. But the exciting thing about this is that if you add in then children of promise, several of the people in our church uh, support children and children of promise. Thanks, guys. Appreciate your work. Give them a hand, folks. But if you add in children to promise, I estimated about $3,000 a year is given. Oh, Mike says it's higher than that. And I'm sure you're right, Mike. 20 kids and probably about 6000 Okay. And probably, uh, I don't know, are you talking about Paraguay or... Paraguay, Egypt, uh, Tanzania. Okay. Because there's a lot of us in different places that sponsor them. And you can sponsor children. And I talked to to Renee Moss just a couple Sundays ago she was speaking at Church at the Crossing about uh, Children of Promise and she told me that we now have 3,300 plus children that are being sponsored through Children of Promise and what they do they get uh, just a small amount but it's enough to make sure they have nourishing food uh, education and a chance to hear the gospel and so you really are literally changing their lives when you do that. And so, say if it's $6,000 or whatever it is, it could be even more than that. But, you know, when you preach a sermon, there's always somebody that can add to it. Uh, Don Janke, who is part of our hungry mission trip, says, hey Rick, you forgot to mention that all these people who go on the mission trip, most of them pay their own way. So you can add another 100000 to what is given to missions by this congregation. And literally... When you add what is given through uh, in community ways, you know, in ways that you give to um, uh, just activities in the community, there is no telling how much this congregation gives. But if we just look at the numbers we have here, it comes to about over $300,000. So approximately 20% of our uh, general fund giving goes out to missions around the world. And so I just want you to know what a joy it is to be pastor of a congregation who loves the Lord because nobody cracks the whip and makes you give that. You do it out of the generosity of your heart because you love the Lord and you want to give. And that's just marvelous. You are a wonderful congregation and you really ought to give yourselves a hand for that too, I think. Would you do that? (laughs) That's marvelous. So then the next thing I want you to do is pull out your faith promise brochure we want to look at that now because our goal is 81,000 I want you to ask the question what can I do to help reach that goal now there are different ways you can do it Uh, the, the, the concept of faith promise is that you pray and ask God how much would you like to give to missions that's over and above what I've been able to give so it's not just our tithes and offerings but how much extra would you like to give through me and if you feel impressed by God to Give a certain amount, then you wait on the Lord to supply it. And it's really exciting to hear people, and every year we hear people say, you won't believe this, but I made a faith promise commitment, and here's the way God supplied it. And it's such an exciting thing. When you really feel like God was speaking to me, and I said yes, And here's how he did it. It is a wonderful thing to do. And so I want to challenge every one of you to really think about the possibility of doing this. And even if it's only a small amount. Say if you can say, well, I'll give a dollar a month. That's $12 a year to Faith Promise. Or I'll give $5 a month. That's $60 a year to Faith Promise. And you want to remember that the Bible teaches us that if you're doing the best you can, like the widow that gave the tiny amount, God is able to take that tiny amount and multiply it so it does powerful things. So even if you can't give very much, don't think that's not important. It is hugely important in the kingdom of God because God is big enough to do marvelous things with it. So whatever you can give, that's great. But let's look at this brochure. Inside you see a picture of the church. Earlier you saw a worship service going on in this same church. The folks from our congregation... Arden Bradley, who was helping to carry the flags here a little bit ago and he's standing back there, and Eric Fiskars, and Mike Nitz, and Judy and Craig, and a lot of you, 50 some people from our congregation, I don't remember all of you that went. They went in there, and there was a slab of cement with the plumbing in, and three weeks later when they left, there was a church building where they were able to worship. Is that right, Arden? Wow, that's fabulous to be a part of a congregation like that but they couldn't have done it even though they went and they have these tremendous building skills and organizational skills and they're wonderful people they couldn't have done it if it hadn't been for your giving and your prayers and so when they go they go with your blessing and with your prayers and they go with funds to do things that literally changes people's lives and people are being born into the kingdom there who would otherwise possibly be criminals or terrorists or we don't know whatever else And that's the same thing in this congregation. Young people who come into this congregation become a part of our youth ministry here. We don't know where the devil would take him if we didn't get them into the kingdom of God. And so what you do makes an enormous difference. So you see what happened with the church there. But there are a lot of different things. You see a picture of Tammy Tregella. She's working in Zambia, uh, Africa now, but she's been in different places in Africa. Uh, Tammy's going to be with us in August to share about her ministry there. And so you'll get a chance to meet her again in person or welcome her back. Uh, Steve and Alyssa Hyatt were here not too long ago. Uh, Camille Melky was here not too long ago. Uh, Brother um, Joseph Steiner is going to be here in August. I think we'll get a chance to be in the service and at least share a few words. But literally, Faith Promise Ministries goes around the world. And it's because of the generosity of your hearts that this is possible. And I just thank you and praise God for you. So a lot of exciting things are happening. The Berrien County Jail Ministry, uh, Jail Chaplain, Well of Grace, Young Life. Uh, I talked to the, uh, Brother Dave, who's the Young Life leader, uh, just a few weeks ago and asked him about the ministry there and how things are going. And he's just so thrilled. I think $3,000 comes from our church, two or 3000 comes from our church to go to that ministry, and it literally changes people's lives. They're reaching people who don't normally go to church, young people who don't know the Lord. And so when you give this money, it changes lives. And then you see on the back picture of Pastor Zoli and Aniko and their family, a beautiful family. But these are just some of the things that we do in Faith Promise. And as, as Dr. Prudy reminded us, we can do even more if you give more. So it's up to you. But now if you'd pull out your Faith Promise commitment card, I'd like you to take a look at that. And as I said, if, you think, if you've never given a Faith Promise before, and you think, hey, I'm already giving all I can, thank you and Lord bless you. But if you would like to give a little bit more, even if it's a, a small amount or whatever you'd like to give, if you would mark on here the amount that you want to give, this one shows $25 weekly. And then we would like for you to write the total in. That would help to make sure there's no misunderstanding. And the way you get the total, turn on the back of that card, and you'll see if you're going to give $25, if it's monthly, that the total would be $300. So write that in. If you're going to give it biweekly, the total would be $650. So write that in. If you're going to give it weekly, it would be $1,300. So write that in. So just, if you would fill that out and then... Put your name on it and turn it in. It's a way to help out the people who are doing the adding on this and counting it up. So we would just ask you to prayerfully consider does God want you to be a part of this? $81,000 is a lot of money but when we do it together we can do it. And So if you'd like to help reach this goal I'd like for you to just pray and ask God. Now you may want to fill it out right now after we pray or you may want to take it home and fill it out and bring it back next Sunday. That's okay. Whatever you would rather do is okay. But let's take time right now just to pray before you have an opportunity to fill them out. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for this wonderful day. We thank you for the privilege of being a part of the kingdom of God and helping to build your kingdom through this faith promise ministry. We thank you for the people from our church who are the hands and feet of this ministry by doing the administrative work here and sending out checks and doing all those things and also those who literally go and uh, make blisters and calluses on their hands and feet by doing the work of the kingdom. But Father, we also thank those who are in this congregation who make this happen by their prayers and by their giving. And Lord, both of those are so vitally important and we thank you and praise you for each one. And we ask, Lord, that you would give guidance and direction. Help each of us to know how much you want us to give. Give us your direction and your guidance and the courage to trust you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.